Job one for Lincoln Riley is to engage the community. USC football is dead in L.A. So engage the community, score a bunch of points, win the Pac-12. I think they will in year one. And then... Again, the transfer portal, Los Angeles, is a very attractive place for upperclassmen who are worn out at their school, want to finish strong, but this is a huge get, and offensively, uh, you get the kind of the acumen and the intelligence of Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley, really bright kid, totally understands the offense, runs it brilliantly, and remember, this is not a very good conference. The Pac-12 is the weakest it has been in probably 15 years. All right, whew, all right, thank God. We can get on with the rest of our day. Finally, we heard what Colin Cowherd has to say about Caleb Williams to USC. Oh, man, I've been waiting on it all day long. I just could not wait till 3 o'clock till we heard it today. Thank God. Finally got to hear what uh, Colin out there on the West Coast thinks about it. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm in a happy place now, Josh. It feels good to hear yeah, a voice of reason on the subject. Really, it really does. It really does. Uh, before we get into hammering Colin Cowherd, breaking news. Oh, you just got another signee, Jamarian Burtz. Has signed with the Sooners. Three-star athlete, six foot one, one hundred and seventy-five pounds, uh, from the Sunshine State to the Sooner State. Jamarian Burt. So there's there's another one that came. I, I didn't think that he was going to announce until tomorrow, but okay, you'll uh, take it today. Yeah, more good news pouring in. Let's just get the good news right here, right now. Uh, obviously, like the size here of Burt, six foot one, that. Sounds enticing on the back end of Oklahoma's uh, defense. So anytime you're talking about a six foot one corner safety, that sounds a little more appealing than say your your five ten five eleven guy. And I know we've talked about it a few times already this week, but I'm just very, I don't know, man. It's just very refreshing to see how this recruiting class is built compared to others. It has a real meat and potatoes feel to it, you know. Um, no, it doesn't have flashy five-star wide receivers all over the board, but flashy five-star wide receivers really aren't winning national championships right now. If that's kind of the focal point of your recruiting class, you got your quarterback, a couple tight ends, a couple nice wide receivers, a couple of running backs that can uh, compete immediately, two offensive linemen got a chance to get more, D linemen across the board, backers, secondary players. Um you got to feel really good top to bottom where this class is at, and it's ranked ninth right now. And now with Burt signing, now with Cavante Henry announcing at 515 today, we think he's going to announce to be a Sooner as well. And maybe some other ones here uh, throughout the next 24 hours and, and later on. I think this does have a chance to be the seventh or eighth, uh, seventh or eighth ranked recruiting class. They've made this a very productive. They really have, man. Second national signing day, and – Probably, uh, you know, should have expected that given all of the defections in the transfer portal. Probably Oklahoma was going to be maybe more active in this second signing day than in years past. But you still got to convince guys that that they want to be here at Oklahoma. So big tip of the cap to Brent Venables just across the board, his staff, the job that they have done to – Get these late signings for Oklahoma. It's it's awesome. R. Mason Thomas, uh, big signing today. Obviously, keeping the top player in the state of Oklahoma in Gentry Williams. It's a big deal, man. That That's huge for this signing class today. And uh, obviously, uh, the latest right there. So, no, it's a 
it's a fun time to be an Oklahoma fan. In this 22 class, man, it we, we've said it so many times, had the chance to fracture a little bit on Oklahoma in whether it was Bob Stoops, whether it was his assistant coaches, and whether it's now Brent Vittables and, and the assistant coaches that have either been retained or added to this staff, they have done a remarkable job getting Oklahoma into the top ten. Yeah, uh, text line saying that Cavante Henry just tweeted out that he's signing at 3.15. Well, I think that that's 3.15 Pacific time. So I think that's 5.15 Central time. But, uh, yes, if anyone else announces, I assure you, you will hear it first on this here radio program. So lock it in with us today. We're going to have the Brent Venables presser at 4.30 today, so that'll be cool to hear from BV on what he thinks about this class. Um, Lebby's going to be there. Uh, Roof's going to be there as well. First time to talk to those two dudes since they've been a part of the staff. Uh, trust me, we, we've got all the OU content that you're looking forward to, to today. And, God, some of you are just so impatient. Keyword today for chicken giveaway is is chicken. Which, hey, I fully support that being the keyword. And you know what? I will make that the keyword today. But we haven't even been on 10 minutes, and some of you are like, all right, when's the Buffalo Wild Wings gift card giveaway? Come on. Come on. I've been waiting all day for 3 o'clock so you guys will start giving away chicken. Should we go ahead and just do it now or, or make them wait? Uh, build this thing up just a smidge. Ah, okay, make them tune in. I, I'm afraid that some people might get their Buffalo Wild Wings and be like, all right, I'm out for the rest of the day. Mule Shoe is transfer portal. <laughs> well, he won't tell you that. He's saying anything but that today. Mule Shoe is the decider of transfer portal. I wish I could cuss on the show. Just, <laughs> just only so we could talk about him and what a – there's so many words that I could call him, but I wish I could call him just one. I mean, really, dude? Maybe like one uncensored segment just to just to get it all out of the system, and then we can collectively move forward. Uh, well, hey, Colin Cowherd, the voice of reason, thinks Muleshoe and USC, they're not that far off from being pretty good. People look at USC's four wins and eight loss record last year and say, boy, they've got a long way to go. No, it speaks to how lousy of a coach Clay Helton was. With the same people, it probably would have been an 8-4 and four record with Lincoln Riley. This is not a great roster, but it is filled with talented players who with the right coach will win. And duly noting, the Pac-12 is the weakest it has been in my life. Oregon has the most talent, and USC is not on their schedule next year. Offensively, the transfer portal has allowed USC to strengthen significantly in the last month. They will vie for the conference, and I'd be surprised if they don't win it. That said, they are two to three years away and multiple recruiting classes from vying from the Buckeyes, Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, and maybe even Oklahoma. Now, Collins started that off with saying that, you know, USC's roster isn't that bad. Clay Hilton was just that bad. With Muleshoe at the helm last year, USC doesn't go 4-8, and eight, it goes 8-4. and four. Are you kidding me? Based on what? Because you didn't give me a reason why he would have been able to totally flip USC's season last year. That's just a hot take without backing it up to anything. But I'll help Colin out a little bit on here, right? 
I'll throw some numbers out his way to maybe help him out with this point because obviously Lincoln is such a good head coach that he raises the talent level of any team that he's faced. And I'll give credit to Sean for texting me this earlier today. So let's all notice here with these if there's a trend, okay? Listen closely. You might notice a trend with some of these numbers. Playoff appearances, college football playoff appearances. 2017, he lost by six. 2018, he lost by 11. 2019, he lost by 35. 2020, he didn't qualify. He finished number six. 2021, he did not qualify. He finished number 16. All right, how about Big 12 championships? 2017, yeah, he won by 24. 2018, he won by 12. 2019, he won by seven. 2020, he won by six. 2021, he didn't even qualify. Average score per game by season. OU's average margin of victory in 2017, 18 points. 2018, 15. Then down to 12 in 2019. Then to 19 in 2020. And then 2021, just an eight points per game margin. Average yards per season. We've got one more. 579 Baker's year in 2017. 570 with Kyler. 522 with Jalen. 483 with Rattler. 437 with Caleb Williams, Spencer Rattler. So you notice a trend right there, right? And I've said it multiple times. I think that gradually, year after year after year, oh, you just got a little bit worse and a little bit worse and a little bit worse every single year. And those numbers right there tell that exact story, that he inherited a really good roster with maybe the best quarterback that OU's ever had. And when he took over, gradually and gradually and gradually, it got worse and worse and worse and worse. So to look at those numbers and then to think that he alone would have changed USC's fortune from 4-8 and eight to 8-4 and four is one of the worst takes that I think I've heard in the past five years or so. It's an awful take. No, USC does not have a great roster. No, he will not immediately flip the win-loss numbers that quickly. I mean, really, the the – main thing you have to go on with Lincoln Riley if you're saying he's going to turn that four and eight or would have turned it from four and eight to eight and four you're going off 55 and 10 the the overall record at Oklahoma Clay Helton though he coached two games for USC last season so to say that it was a four and eight football team because of Clay Helton okay he didn't coach the majority of the season for USC in 2021, I do think Lincoln Riley and, and USC probably would have had a better record in 2021. But to say that he's bringing his staff, these guys over, and they're going to win the Pac-12 next year, that they're Colin Cowherd's favorite in the league, I don't see that. Yeah, well, I just love the expectations that are there. Is that, oh, immediately he's going to get turned things around. All right, just make sure you remember you said that when we get to November next year. Just remember, uh, I wish you guys could cuss on the air as well. That's on the text line. My buddies and I refer to Mule Shoe as a more vulgar version of, well, I can't even say of what that is. <laughs> Use your imagination, everybody. Uh, Lincoln Riley knew he was trending down. He knew he would be embarrassed in the SEC. The snake was way in over his head being handed the head coaching job at OU and had to get out while he could. He actually... Made a smart move on his behalf, and hopefully OU fans realize we're in a much better situation now. Time will tell. Yeah, and I love the fact that 
you know, it really hasn't taken since September. You know, a, a lot of head coach hirings, you kind of have to wait several months. When you make the hire in December, you have to wait until like September, October to really tell if your program is in a better shape. Like, I think Brian Kelly will have more wins than what Ed Ogeron had the next two years, but really LSU is going to be waiting until September to really see how good of a hire that they made. Same thing with Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman. Like, okay, Brian Kelly was the all-time winningest Notre Dame head coach. We feel really good about Marcus Freeman, but they won't really be able to see until next fall just how good the hire is. I think that we've seen around here already, man, before we're even close to September, just how much of a better situation that OU is in. Judging by the assistant coach hirings that they brought in, judging by what he's done in the recruiting class here, judging by the strength and conditioning department, there's all these signs even before they kicked off the game. And I acknowledge that that is the ultimate determining factor of what the record is going to be as if if this was the right hire or not. But we all thought it was at the time, and there's nothing that's happened that would lead you to believe that it wasn't the absolute perfect hire that we thought it was. The offensive coordinator in Jeff Levy that Venables was able to pry away from Ole Miss and get here to Norman is a great indication. Todd Bates, a great hire. Uh, Miguel Chavis, some of these late signings we're talking about today, really one of his first targets was our Mason Thomas, and he's able to flip him away from Iowa State, hold off uh, Miami in that recruitment as well, and get our Mason Thomas to sign with Oklahoma. I mean, all of that is a credit to the head coach, Brent Venables, who has put this staff together. Yeah, we're going to have to wait and see the wins and losses. How does the 22 season and beyond play out for Brent Venables at Oklahoma? That's going to be, of course, the main determining factor here is Big 12 championships and eventually SEC championships and national championships. But if anything has deterred you away from feeling positive about Brent Venables and Oklahoma in the future here I I don't know what it could be over yeah the last yeah I, I don't I don't know either you're just as confident about it now maybe you're are you more confident about it now than you were when he landed at the uh, tarmac of Max Westheimer airport yes because the ass- fair to say. assistant coaching hires have been made the staff is in place and it's been big league across the board who you've brought in with Jeff Levy it's he's led top four offenses each of the last three seasons. Todd Bates has a track record for getting the Brian Breeses of the world to places like Clemson and eventually here at the University of Oklahoma. When you've got that type of cachet and this sort of momentum that Oklahoma has on the recruiting trail, I just don't see how it's going to be anything other than positive. Yeah, I, I think I probably do feel better about it now than I did then. Because the, for one giant reason for me, the quarterback situation, you know, it's, it's, it's set. Uh, we knew at the time that, yeah, Rattler wasn't going to be back. We didn't know for sure about Caleb Williams. But, yeah, looking at it now, you've got Dylan Gabriel coming in, who I think is going to have a great year because he had a great year the last time he was a full-time starter at UCF, 32 touchdowns and four interceptions. The quarterback position set, man, you got him for three years. You got Nick Evers coming in. You've got Jackson Arnold behind that. You've got, you're set at that position. You feel good about the future. Like the one thing with Brent Venables was okay, 
defense will be better, like how good will the offense be? Will OU continue to be potent? I think the answer to that is is yes, especially as, as long as Jeff Lebby's here. And if you had any doubts about how important the quarterback position is, um, look at what Joe Burrow has been able to do with the Cincinnati Bengals, right? The Bengals were the laughing stock of the NFL, what, uh, two two years ago? Yeah, two and, seasons ago. And now ago. they're about to play in the Super Bowl. Like, the quarterback is extremely important. So is defense, but quarterback's extremely important, and I think that they're going to be more than okay at, at that spot. So all is, all is good with me, man. I, I still I feel – it felt like a perfect tire at the time. The perfect tire, I, I still very much feel like that way. Is Nothing there strange. any doubt either that if Dylan Gabriel wasn't here at Oklahoma and he didn't have the prior relationship playing under Jeff Levy as his offensive coordinator, if Dylan Gabriel had not transferred to Oklahoma, Jackson Dart would be the starting quarterback heading into next season. Yeah, or, or I don't s- think Ole Miss would have won that recruiting yeah, battle no, if Gabriel either. wasn't here. Immediate starter to, to be here, 100%. I, I think that OU would have – or with someone else that was out there, right? Uh, maybe Caleb comes back. I mean, o, o, OU would have had a, a talented quarterback next season. Like that's that, and that's going to be the case for for a while now. I don't think that's going to change. All right, hit us up on the Air Cover Solutions text line six five one thirty four thirty nine. Tyler McComish, Josh Helmer, with me again today. More to come right here on the Rush, where the home of Sooner fans. This hour of the Rush is brought to you by Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers. Check out your local dealers for great purchase and lease deals on the full line of Buicks and GMC trucks. The Women's Choice Awards are in for 2021, naming Norman Regional Health System as one of the country's best hospitals in multiple categories. These awards put Norman Regional in the top 10% in heart, stroke, and emergency care in the country. Norman Regional undergoes rigorous evaluations and prides itself on offering personalized care that caters to the needs of women. Visit normanregional.com to learn more. An energy savings agreement from Air Comfort Solutions can maximize your home's energy efficiency. It can keep your AC and furnace systems working properly all year long and save you money by reducing costs from separate AC and furnace tune-up. Those aren't the only benefits, though. You'll get 15% off HVAC repairs, same-day service, a spring and fall tune-up, and no overtime charges. Save energy, time, and money all year long with Air Comfort Solutions Energy Savings Agreement. Call 721-3740 or visit aircomfortsolutions.com. Did you know that the odds of you having a major insurance claim are very high at least once in your lifetime? How you handle the steps after the disaster determines how you are set up for the future. There are many questions you will have to answer. Restoration companies are usually the first on the scene after the first responders have left. Don't let a company force you to sign an assignment of benefits or let them tell you they will work directly with your insurance company. If you do, you might have just lost out on tens of thousands of dollars. Call Brown O'Haver today, 405-735-5510 today. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. CCW Safe offers service membership plans for concealed carry permit holders. If members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides the best defense attorneys in the U.S., expert witnesses, and investigators specially trained in use of force lawsuits and investigations. Membership plans start at $149 per year for a single membership. Visit CCWSafe at CCWSafe.com.
Landmark Fine Homes is a custom home builder in Oklahoma City. Our commitment is to build energy-efficient, custom-quality crafted homes around the metro OKC area. If you are looking to build your first home or last, Landmark Fine Homes is the builder for you. We have many floor plans to choose from, or bring us one that you already have. We have communities throughout the metro where we will build on your lot. Call 405-347-5991 and let Landmark Fine Homes help turn your dreams into a reality. Life has a way of taking us places we'd never expect. But there are things you should expect, like exceptional service and a name you can trust. For more than 60 years, Oklahomans have trusted Bob Moore Auto Group to keep life running smoothly. So whether you're headed to Little League practice or the big game, we'll help you get where you're going. Visit us at Bob Moore Cadillac of Norman, Bob Moore Ford, or Bob Moore Nissan of Norman, all conveniently located on I-35 and online at bobmoore.com. Bob Moore, experience exceptional. Okay, so five tacos of cheese and a large soda, that's $10,012. Please drive around. Wait, 10000 what? It's obvious you're buzzed and driving. I've only had a few. I'm fine. Yeah, the food's 12 bucks, but getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Please drive around. Actually, just park and come in. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. College basketball is headed down the home stretch, and Boy Street Magazine has the inside story on both the men's and women's teams headed into March. Read our stories on Tanner Groves and Maddie Williams, as well as other features, including the launch by the United Way of Norman. Norman North Spud Week 2022, an intro to some local high school players, a health and wellness guide to help you find the new you this year, and our Norman Knight in the spotlight, Richie Split. The February issue of Boy Street is now available in print and online at sportstalk1400.com. It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Josh Helmer. Keep it coming on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 651-3439. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. I just looked outside during that break, and it looks like a snow globe over here in East Norman. Um, my <laughs> jaunt home from East Norman to the Oklahoma City area beginning at 6 p.m. tonight uh, pray for me, would you? It could be a little bit of an interesting venture for me later on tonight. It's uh, coming down pretty hard out there. So if you're out there on the road, seriously, be careful. It's starting to get slick. Yeah, no need to be in a rush. Everybody, I know we enjoy the rush on the ref, but don't be in a rush later today, everyone. <sighs> Everybody relax. Don't be in a rush right now out and about. Just take it easy. Take it slow. Tyler, your estimated arrival time at home, about 7.35. 7.35. <laughs> I, I'll take the over on that, dude. As long as I get home safe, I'll take 8 o'clock, you know? Right, hopefully, no doubt. Hopefully it's not that bad out there. Keep but, that uh, vehicle in good condition. Yeah, seriously, uh, everybody stay safe out there. Shane in Newcastle says, This year reminds me of 2005 Charlie Weiss at Notre Dame. How about that? Everyone counted them out, and they smashed most of their opponents. Disclosure, I'm not a Notre Dame fan. I see the comparison there because the expectation naturally for OU this year won't be a whole lot of college football playoff picks, but still, OU's going to be a f- OU's going to be favored to win every single game, don't you think? I-, I think the best team that they're going to play is Baylor, and you get them in Norman. I-, I wouldn't think that Baylor would be a betting favorite over OU and Norman, 
especially because that's later on in the year, and I think OU is going to be playing really good ball by then. You're not going to be a dog at Nebraska. Oklahoma State's in Norman. The only one is if, and this will not, Texas will not beat Alabama this year. But, God, if they somehow do in, in Austin, then everyone's going to be so gung-ho about the Longhorns. Maybe Texas is a slight favorite. But I'd probably put money down that OU, yeah, OU will be a favorite in uh, in every every single game this year. I think even if Texas beats Alabama, OU would be a favorite if they're both undefeated. Which we need not discuss Texas. <laughs> right. Beating. I mean, it's an irrelevant conversation because they're not beating Alabama, but. Yeah, which on that, on the subject of Texas, and I'm seeing all this uh, Brian Flores, Hugh Jackson stuff about how they were like offered bonuses by <laughs> by their teams that they were coaching for for to losing. lose. I was like, guys. Just hire an ex-head coach at Texas. They'll lose games for you, and they'll do it for free. You don't have to pay these guys to lose games for you. Just go hire old uh, Charlie Strong or Tom Herman or any of the other guys that are here recently. They'll lose you games, and, and you don't have to pay bonuses. They'll do it all for free. Trust me. They've been really good at that. Coach recently. Sark's already off to a great start in that department. <laughs> Try pry him away. Five and seven and a loss to Kansas. Yeah, go hire uh, Coach Sark. Is it true? Uh, let's see. Lincoln actually retained the interim coach that went three and seven. That's for Tim. Muleshoe was such a fantastic coach and offensive guru. He couldn't win a national title when every starter on offense is playing in the NFL in 2017. Gosh, yeah, <laughs> no kidding, no kidding. the The other thing you think about this signing class, and you look at it and you say, no five stars, right? You made that remark off the top. The five-star guys that Oklahoma has got in the last, well, the Lincoln-Riley era, there's what, Theo Weiss left? Yeah. I mean, everybody else is gone for one reason or another. Bukies was at well, Washington last year in the uh, NFL draft process right now. We know about the two wide receivers. Uh, who uh, who else am I missing? Caleb Kelly was so long ago that I think he came before he the predated Riley, era, Riley, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the man. two quarterbacks, and and I've brought that up a couple times too. Is yes, OU has to do a better job of evaluating talent. They have to do a better job of developing talent. But they definitely have to do a better job with five stars developing. Because look, OU's recruiting will improve immediately once it goes to the SEC. There's no fighting that. There's no doubt that it will. How much yet to be seen? I don't think that the year OU announces. This is our first year playing in the SEC. They'll have a top three recruiting class, but it's natural that they'll get a little bit of a bump. I mean, we saw A&M do that when they first announced their you know, move to the league. But as much of a bump as they get, they won't start getting more five stars than Alabama, right? They won't start getting more four stars than Georgia. Heck, they may not even get more five stars than Texas A&M, and that's three teams in your own conference. So you're not going to get four and five and six five stars every single year but the guys that you do those have to develop and be the best players on your football team and what you're saying your point it's right is those guys have not been the best players on your football team in fact you've gotten little production from those guys and I'm not ready to just totally say the story's completely written and the book is finished on Theo Weiss I I understand some of the injury problems that he's had to deal with too that was really for Jaden Hazelwood, a large portion of his career, that was a problem too. But outside of that, those guys haven't looked like 
five stars at Oklahoma. You you could make an argument that Spencer Rattler, his first season as a starter, the final eight games that Oklahoma won, okay, yeah, he, he's resembling a five-star. Bits and pieces of Caleb Williams as the true freshman starting quarterback looked like a five-star. But by and large, these guys that Oklahoma's brought in, I guess my point is they've gotten five-star offensive talents and – you laid out the stats, and it's you can't argue against it. Oklahoma got incrementally worse even landing those five-star type talents. So if you look at today's class and you say, well, where are the five-star guys at? If you're missing out on the five-star offensive players, I think OU's going to be all right. Who's the last five-star that's worked out and has turned into like an elite player, one of the best players they've had? Do we have to go back to Gerald McCoy for that? Or is Probably. There, is there someone obvious that I'm missing there? Text line, help us out on that. Now, some services have, you know, a guy ranked as a five star, and, and others you know, don't. And, and others don't. But I'm trying to think back to the. I guess Joe Mixon, right? Joe Mixon was a five star, and then and he was ended great. Up being a great player. Yeah. CD Lamb was he a five star by anybody? I think he may have been a four. By I don't know. Most. If, yeah, I, I think. Maybe he ended up being a five by one, but I think for the most part he was a four. But Joe, Joe Mixon was a consensus. And that's a I mean, that's a long time in college football, man. That was the day after OU beat Alabama in the uh Sugar Bowl that day. And he he uh he committed the next one. Well, Joe Mixon's a fifth year NFL running back. Yeah. Now, so I mean <laughs> that's what? A decade ago? You've got you've got to do a better job of developing your five star talent. I mean, there's no landing no and developing for that. And it's interesting that even the quarterback position here, these past two guys, those were five star talent. And we know how Spencer Rattler's career ended, and Caleb was showing you know signs of life, and he was showing a lot of promise. There's no doubt, but it's not going to be you know we're not going to see it at OU. He's going to be off to USC. You agree? Oklahoma should have at least two five stars in every single class. I think that that's as a, a general rule of thumb. Uh, okay. I don't think that that's unreasonable. I think with a move to the SEC, with this staff, especially your head coach having the ties, Todd Bates having the ties in the Southeast, with Texas being to your immediate South, I think that that is a very realistic number every single recruiting class. Just as a reference point, I'm looking at the 2022 team rankings: A and M seven five stars, Alabama. Four, Georgia, five, Ohio State, two, Texas has one, Penn State has three, and then you've got a couple other programs with two. North Carolina and Clemson have a pair. Michigan, Notre Dame each have one. Missouri, uh, who landed what? Luther Burden, that that was once in Oklahoma commit. Yeah, you guys are saying Kyler Murray right now, five-star, but OU didn't – I mean, they recruited him, but they didn't get him. Yeah, he was a transfer He he was a transfer, so I'm not really going to count that one. Right, we're talking about signing day five stars. But two, two every single year? Yeah, I think that that's a, that's a very doable number, man. And I don't think that's unreasonable by any stretch of the imagination. If you want to, if you want to be a team that's going to win national championships, play for them, uh, win SEC championships before that, you got to get five-star guys. And I'm not saying you got to get the seven that A&M got or the four necessarily that Alabama got. And sometimes, a lot of times, four-star guys can wind up being five-star type talents. I get that, but for Oklahoma moving forward, not 
to be upset about it today. I, I get what this 2022 class has turned into for Oklahoma, and I think it's a great class given the circumstances. But just as a general rule of thumb moving forward, Oklahoma's got to get some of those guys. Yeah. And you will get more of those guys. you got to break through and win a title. Much easier said than done, I realize that. But, man, it seems like – I mean, I think Clemson's a great example. You break through and you win that national title. Then you put yourself in a situation to get a guy like Trevor Lawrence wherein, you know, any other scenario, you're probably not in a position to get a Trevor Lawrence. But Clemson wins a national title – all of a sudden, you're the the hip, new, cool thing in the sport. And you had and you, a great quarterback in yeah, Deshaun Watson. And you do start it. to get in on some guys that maybe otherwise you wouldn't. So winning that first title is going to open up a, a whole lot more doors if they can uh, break through and do that. Text line, best case scenario, I like this one. Dylan Gabriel, Spencer Rattler, and Jackson Dart all at the Heisman, and Gabriel wins. Meanwhile, USC just wins five games. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. What a storyline that would be if Dylan Gabriel and uh, Caleb Williams finish one and two in the Heisman voting next year, right? Oh my gosh, how much will OU fans care? And you always care about the Heisman ceremony if you have a dude in it that you think can win. But if it's like known that the top two guys, like, all right, it's between Caleb Williams, it's between Dylan Gabriel. Oh my God, the tension that'll be there all week long as we wait for that thing. Woo, buddy. Oh, you fans couldn't stomach. I might tailgate for that one. It would be so big. It would be pretty exciting. And just the reaction to national folks and their commentary about who should or should not win the Heisman would be pretty entertaining to follow. Sooner Scott says, so let me get this straight. Muleshoe said on ESPN that he thinks there needs to be restrictions on the transfer portal. Does he speak out of both ends? He's the most guilty one of all. Let's Uh. talk about that. Next, I don't think what Lincoln Riley said was inherently wrong. Well, there, you're about to get kicked out of the state. Where's your Where's your license? You need to rip it in half. All right, <laughs> don't be taken up for this, man. No, uh, if you didn't hear what uh, Muleshoe said, I'll, I'll play it coming up on the other side. Keep those texts coming. Air Cover Solutions text line six five one thirty four thirty nine. More coming up next on the Rush. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Yeah, hi there. My name is Bob, and I, I need some help. Uh, I haven't filed my taxes in over five years. Um, I haven't told my wife about it, and I really need to figure this thing out. Hi, uh, my husband and I owe about $14,000 in back taxes, and I'm afraid uh, we might end up losing our business. I really don't want that to happen. I'm Rod Polston, founder at Polston Tax. We get calls like these all the time. Good, hardworking people who don't know where to turn when they're facing tax problems. Yeah, I've been getting these letters from the IRS. I don't know what I should do. At Polston Tax, we know what to do when it comes to dealing with the IRS. We've helped more than 2,000 individuals in the last year alone save over $17 million in back taxes. Call us today for a no-risk free consultation so we can develop a plan specifically for you. Call Polston Tax at 405-928-5597. That's 405-928-5597. 
Holy hail damage! Are you or your loved ones looking for a trustworthy and affordable roofing company after the storms? Look no further than Elite Roofing Systems, a sooner-born, sooner-bred, locally-owned roofing company. Elite Roofing has been helping homeowners and commercial property owners across the greater OKC area get beautiful, functional roofing systems at reasonable rates. Call Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing Systems today at 405-361-3094 for a free evaluation and estimate today. When we look back, let's be proud of what we've become. Stronger and wiser. Got to ensure when this can happen, when it can't happen, so that players, uh, staffs, all that are a little bit more on the same page. Um, right now, it's uh, it's so open-ended uh, that it's, I think, difficult. I think it's difficult for players, difficult for coaches, difficult to build rosters. You try to project to the future. Um and, and then I think kind of the ill effects of that when you start looking down at the at the high school athlete and how many of these scholarships are actually going to players um, in high school is is concerning. And so I think you know, so much has changed, and there's a lot of really good people, smart people in college football that care about this sport. And I think you know a lot of those people need to get together as we have a chance to assess all that's happened. And I think we can put together some a plan that gives everybody the flexibility that they want, but also maintains. Uh, kind of the the integrity of building a roster and and uh, being you know being able to use all the different channels to do that in a positive way. There he is now. Josh Elmer is going to defend what he just said. We've been all waiting. What do you got? The arbiter of integrity, Lincoln Riley. It's a horrible look for him uh-huh. to be the guy talking about what needs to happen with the transfer portal after he spent the last two months attempting to raid Oklahoma's roster. And recruiting class, by the way. And recruiting class. Totally get that. But he's not wrong in the sense that wouldn't college football be a little bit better if there were set dates when you can enter the transfer portal I don't know any fan that's going to disagree with that, especially around here. I mean, seriously, there's got to be some guidelines. I think even the coaches right now want some guidelines on how this thing is used because it's ridiculous right now. So, I, I and I get where you're going with this. Like, what he's saying, yes. Is right. Is, is right. But it is, is a terrible Riley. look for him, and it's really ironic that of all people that's saying it right now is Muleshoe. It's like, okay, dude, that's fine. You're right. Um but you're not necessarily going about it that way. So, okay. USC is the program that, if you look at 24-7 sports transfer portal team rankings, I mean, they've benefited the most from the transfer portal. They're number one in that department. So, I get it. It's an egg-on-the-face moment for Lincoln Riley. But in theory, he's right. It would be better with some set guidelines of when you can put your name into the transfer portal. You have to have a decision made about where you want to transfer to by XYZ date. He is right in saying that. All right, uh, Air Cover Solutions text line. A lot of you continuing to text in, a lot of you continuing to tweet that, hey, golly, I'm listening through my Alexa. Or I'm listening through the app, and I love you guys. You guys are great, but dang. I'd like to hear a different song occasionally. I'm hearing the same song during every break. Um, I, I, I get it, all right? But here's what you do. There is a fix to this. 
you're just on the wrong app and you need to say something different in the Alexa app. If you're listening in the app, Sports Talk 1400 in the App Store. If you do that, the annoying same music on loop, it's not going to happen. You're going to hear the songs that I actually play. Because the four songs that you're hearing right now, those are not the songs that I'm actually playing. I'm playing different songs, all right? Um, Sports Talk 1400 in the App Store, do that. Or if you're listening through Alexa, just say, uh, Alexa, play Sports Talk 1400. And then again, you'll hear my music and not the same four songs over and over and over. Did I get that right? You've got it exactly right. Search, download Sports Talk 1400, get the app. That's the easiest, best, completely free way to listen to us all day long. And then you won't have to hear just the same four songs. You'll hear our extensive catalog of 17 different songs. Yeah, where I play the Jonas Brothers next hour. (laughs) So download the Sports Talk 1400 app so you can hear that. Text line, I'm just curious, does USC pay for Lincoln Riley to be on ESPN? He was never on there as much as he's been since he left OU. That is, like, spot on. The SEC championship game was going on between Alabama and Georgia, and he's in the backseat, like, going to recruit, which was awesome by the Bama and Georgia fans that they were chanting, SEC, SEC, and you could tell the look on his face was like, oh, God. But he is, man. Signing day, SEC championship game, whenever. He is always on there. My God, he's looking for any and every reason to be on ESPN, and you couldn't get any information out of him when he was in Norman. The day before the Rose Bowl, right? The uh, college football game day extra show that they did, he was on that. I I don't know. It's a curious decision from ESPN, too, when I can't imagine that makes – Folks at Oklahoma, the brass here, very happy. Mike in Springfield, by the way, says, I say play KREF, and he says it works great. So Mike in Springfield dialing us up on the the Alexa. Good afternoon, by the way, Mike. Philip from McAllister says there should be restrictions. Like they need to have a decision by a certain time, and also coaches can't recruit and poach players. So, yes, I think Philip Philip and McAllister's right. And not only will this help out the coaches, I think that this will actually help out the players too. You know, if there's a set timeline on when they can leave, if they can't leave in the middle of the season, then maybe we don't see a Justin Harrington situation where he leaves in the middle of the year and he's still, as of today, as far as I know, not with the team. Like, I think it can actually protect the athlete too in not making off the cuff really bad decisions that's going to affect their football career. Clearly, Justin Harrington made an emotional decision, which, you know, when you're younger, you make a lot of emotional decisions. Sometimes when you're, you're our age, Tyler, you still make some emotional decisions. It, yes, can help protect the players from themselves a little bit at times. And you can have multiple windows. I'm not saying there has to be a one- or two-week window. You could have another little window after spring football ends nationally, too. But some form of hey, you can enter the transfer portal on this date and you have to make a decision by an end date, I think would be helpful for college football. I wish my biggest problem in life was about your bumper songs. Well, sometimes uh, a Sheryl Crow song gets played occasionally and judging by the responses off that, that is the biggest problem going on in someone's life. It has been an issue in the past at times. Hey, sometimes a change can do you pretty good. I Yeah, and I'd play that if it was like relevant to a situation going on here. And whoo, buddy, 
if you think our sports takes are uh, criticized, just, just wait until we play some uh, music that not everybody, everybody likes. Yes, music is uh, very opinionated. Very opinionated subject. Uh, living in Dallas-Fort Worth, I can get annoyed listening to the same Cowboys conversations over and over again, even though I'm a huge Dallas fan. But for whatever reason, I haven't grown weary of hearing about Muleshoe and Carl daily. <laughs> I know. I think it's so much fun just to – it's it's not – like everyone keeps using the comparison. Well, OU fans just, you know, they seem like a guy who their girlfriend just left them. Like, I don't feel that way. I feel secure that I'm in a better situation, and now it's just kicking back and laughing and being like, oh, my God, I can't believe I was ever with that before. What was I thinking? God, I'm in a much better situation right now. And the beautiful thing is right now it's the gift that keeps on giving. I know, and that's what I say with Parker is like, all right, I know some of you are a little bit annoyed by us going on about him. I, I get that. That's fine, but... When he keeps saying stupid stuff, I can't really help it. I can't stop if he's going to continue to spew crap like he did earlier today, where he was right, but it's like, you of all people are going to try to tell me about the transfer portal. Uh, get out of here, Like, sir. you've gotten 13 players from the transfer portal. Yeah. You, your roster would be in shambles if not for the transfer portal. Ease up. Hey, but we got our guy now, and our guy, we're actually going to hear him speak today at 4.30. Uh, he's going to be speaking to the media for his National Signing Day press conference. So tune into that. We're going to carry that live. Uh, Josh is basically going to be playing it on his computer from in studio in there. So fingers crossed on that whole ordeal, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, we'll hear from Brent Venables coming up next hour. We'll have from, um, some sound from Jeff Lebby and defensive coordinator Roof, I'm sure, as well. More OU football on the other side. Keep it locked in right here on The Ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you our number one of the rush. I want to point this out. It is National Signing Day in college football, and we'll get you caught up with everything happening with OU at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. But it's also National Girls and Women in Sports Day. And few schools around the country, I don't think that anyone across the country, does women's sports better than the University of Oklahoma uh, all across the board, phenomenal coaches, phenomenal athletes, and I love the Softball America story that they had out today. Five newcomers to watch closely in the Big 12 this year. Uh, yeah, you guessed it. Three of the five are uh, newcomers for OU. We know about Jordan Ball, the number one overall player, going to be in the circle for the Sooners this year. Uh, Quincy Lilio is there, and then Sophia Nugent as well. So it is ridiculous, man. OU lost, what, two starters? Like two starters, I think, from last year's team. Um, and now you're just going to add all this new incoming talent. It's Yeah, they might be better, Tyler. Probably No, no, better. the expectation is that they're going to be better this year in softball than they were last year. I mean, Patty Gasso, I just pick up on the tea leaves that you can from different comments that she makes in some of her media availabilities, and 
one of the one of the things she mentioned is, okay, well, do you want to be the best of all time? Do you want to go down as the greatest softball team is all of all time? Clearly, that has been uh, something that she feels is attainable not shy- in a discussion point for they're this not group. Shine away from that, man. I mean, I, I think that they're kind of telling, like, no, you have the opportunity to be the best that's ever done it before. So. Go out. They're not shying away from the expectations that are there. All right, we'll get you caught up with signing day coming up next.